Hey guys, so a quick little disclaimer before you start watching the video. We didn't talk about the news going on in the Pac-12 right now simply because we recorded this episode the day before that news dropped. Obviously, huge implications on the 2021 NFL Draft, and we will cover it in a future episode. If you don't know already, over 100 Pac-12 players have petitioned the conference with illicit demands, and if those illicit demands aren't met, they will opt out of the 2020 college football season, including in those 100 players or more, Oregon star offensive tackle Panay Sewell, who is one of the best prospects in this draft, one of the best prospects that, honestly, we've ever seen here at Boomer Bus's draft show. So he's amazing. Javon Holland, his teammate, the safety at Oregon, who is a projected first-round pick, is one of the leaders of this as well. So this obviously has huge implications on the draft. During this video, though, we're going to talk about what probably has the biggest implications on the draft, and that is what on earth college football will look like this year. A conference-only fall season is what is planned right now for most conferences. A spring season has been discussed. What if doomsday hits? What if no season happens for college football? So we'll talk about all of those scenarios and what those implications will be on the draft right now. Welcome to another episode of Boom or Bust, the draft show. I'm Max Chadwick alongside PJ Clark and Tate Sig. We've got a little bit of a different video today, not a scouting report, not an interview. Everyone's talking about what college football will look like this season. That has a direct impact on next year's draft, which could be one of the most difficult in history for evaluators due to COVID-19. Already had a big impact in 2020 with nearly all the pro days and team meetings canceled and the draft being done virtually, but it can even be more impacted in 2021. Before we start the video, be sure to follow our Twitter at Boom or Bus Draft and Reddit at Boom or Bus Draft Show. Again, I'm and not going to right. We're on and Spotify. Spotify. Yes. Oh, my God. I completely forgot well. about that. We may yeah, well. his mind. If you don't want to look at these beautiful faces anymore, you can just listen to us on Spotify as well. So look us up, Boom or Bus, the draft show. Again, not going to tell you to like the video, subscribe. You'll figure it out if you like us or not after the video is over. I'll tell you at the end of the video remind you again um so guys we talked about this earlier in the mike renner interview Austin gale interview if you haven't checked them out already they're awesome so check those out right above me let's run through some of the scenarios though of what college football could look like because we don't really know what it will look like so let's start with the current plan which is for four of the five power five conferences the big 12 hasn't announced yet but a lot of people think they'll do the same thing Right now, the SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12 all announced they'll be moving to a conference-only fall schedule. ACC also doing the same, except their plan is to have one non-conference home game. PJ, if this actually happens, what would that impact be on the draft? Well, I think first and foremost, if we have a season, uh, I know Mike talked a little bit about it. The guys on the fringes are now going to get the opportunity to show what they can do against better competition. You're getting more tape against, in in theory, if you're playing, you know, an SEC schedule against, and you're not having cupcake games against the Citadel if you're Alabama. Like, you're playing against better competition if you're a guy on the fringes. That could make you look worse, obviously, which is not what you'd want in this situation. But across college football, I'd expect to see more parity because, you know, especially within the SEC, Alabama's got to play Florida now in the regular season. That's going to be a big game. LSU's got to go play interconference against teams you don't normally see mixing divisions down there. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a lot more parity 
which is a better competitive product, which may elevate the level of play a little bit. I'd like to see it. But I think in terms of the draft, if you're playing these conference-only schedules, the only guys that lose are non-Power 5 guys that were scheduled to play against Power 5 competition. We covered it with Mike and Austin, like you said. Trey Lance not getting to play against Oregon. Gonna hurt. Right now, FCS, the Missouri Valley Conference, hasn't announced any changes to any schedule, which is what NDSU is in. But any of these, we talked about Curtis Weaver with Austin. Like, that's a group of five guys that, that wouldn't get to play Florida State this year like Boise State did last year. And that's that's going to hurt. I mean... Uh, I agree with PJ and everything. Uh, a lot of guys are going to get hurt. These, but these teams are going to be fine. Um, yeah, I mean, he said a lot of, I think, you know, pretty cold takes. Uh, nothing too <laughs> spicy to really argue about there. Um, but, you know, the teams are going to be fine. There'll still be a college football playoff, hopefully, if we have a season, hopefully, if we get that far. Um, so everything's going to be fine. But it comes down to really, like, you know, your players, your draft profile, and your stock. How does that uh, change? Because you talked about the Trey Lance game. We keep going back to it just because PJ is a, a Trey Lance stan. Um, the last Listen, of that but game North Dakota State, it's not only him. North Dakota State has other guys that just got screwed out of that game. I mean, yeah, but I mean, all just a bunch of D2 wet noodle jabronis that aren't going to play in the <laughs> there NFL probably. So there it is. <laughs> um, I, I got to get it in at least once a video. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, go watch our Trey Lance video to see me just abuse uh, D2 wet noodle jabronis. Um, but getting, getting off topic here, uh, getting off topic. But yeah, I mean, the coronavirus obviously has a huge impact. Um, I know uh, Oregon, Oregon, however, you know, Corey Spector, wherever you are, says, however, you don't know how to say it correctly, apparently, um, whatever, was supposed to play Ohio State. Um, that was a huge game for us just in terms of, you know, just right. stacking us up against other conferences, which is obviously a huge part of college football every single year. And that's not going to happen now. Yeah, I'm actually, what I'm interested in seeing is how we're going to have that big of an impact on the drafters. What happens to bowl games, man? Do they just play a playoff? Is they're just going to do that? Or is all the bowl games going to be done besides the playoff? I don't know. But I think fall season conference only is probably the smallest impact out of all the scenarios. But it's still huge because you lose out on some huge games that are going to be big for evaluating prospects. You guys mentioned it twice already now. Oregon, North Dakota State, that Trey Lance game, like it or not, was going to shape how people thought about Trey Lance. If he killed it, all of a sudden you say, oh, wait a minute, is this guy QB1, QB2? If he really did not play well against one of the best defenses in the country, all of a sudden people were like, all right, this guy is not good. And like Tate always keeps saying, he's just another D2 uh, FCS quarterback. Another, and other games, too, like Ohio State, Oregon, that's a huge game. USC, Alabama, Texas, LSU. Those are marquee games that we're losing out on because there's a conference-only fall schedule as of right now. Those games are huge when it comes to evaluating prospects. So that's the plan right now. But yeah, go ahead. Especially in terms of, I mean, putting our draft show name aside, in terms of finalizing a four-team playoff, right. having those kind of out-of-conference games are huge. Yeah. Yeah, massive. Matt, the Ohio State-Oregon game was one of the biggest games of the year, too. I, I think, though, playing within your conference, I mean, I kind of even mentioned it in my little diatribe there. I think it might help, guys. Like, Kyle Trask gets to go play against Alabama now. Like, yeah. that, that it if could he plays help. well, that's going to help. And, and he's playing in, in the, the weaker division of the SEC, so he might not have had the opportunity to play against the top-tier flight team. He could have just beaten up on, on the SEC East like everybody does. But now he gets to play against Alabama. That's going to be important. Yeah. No, it's huge. Like it opens, up, it opens up some games that wouldn't have been there that are huge now for guys. It also gets rid of games as well 
Look, that's the plan right now. But obviously, COVID has ruined so many plans already. So the fall season is certainly in jeopardy. So let's talk about the other scenarios. One that has floated around has got a lot of traction recently is a spring college football season. One FCS conference in the Southwestern Athletic Conference already announced its plans to play football in the spring. Guys, Tate, if the rest of college football follows suit, what would that impact be on the draft? Uh, I mean, it would be huge because then it would go to strictly all tape from last year. Because uh, let's face it, folks, the first two, three rounds of picks probably, I mean, two rounds probably just aren't going to play. They're just going to be like, oh, a spring season. I'm not going to risk injury. That'll back me up into training camp. I'm not going to miss any of that crap. I'm just going to sit out for the spring season and just, you know, wait it out and just hope I go high. I mean, uh, we're going to get into it in a second, but I don't even know if it's worth playing the full season as currently constructed. There, there's too many variables. And if you think you have the tape, which there are a lot of guys that are going to be seniors now that could have come out last year, we're going to be kind of had injury concerns or, or borderline one, two guys that now, if you had the tape to go in the first round this year and something may have prevented you from doing so, you may as well just like go with that tape. It's not like you're going to get any better. You, the, like the only, you need to be like Joe Burrow, right? A guy who was going undrafted. This could very well be like a Kyle Trask type guy, a guy who was not completely on the radar and then he goes and burns the world down. Like, yeah, he, Joe Burrow crazy improved his draft stock, right? Mm-hmm. But that's such a rare case that playing at all, no matter when it is, if you're already a top-flight guy, I don't, I don't even think it's worth it. No, exactly. Look, this, is, this would probably be one of the biggest effects on the draft. The draft is scheduled right now to be on April 29th in Cleveland. If you play in the spring, you, just, you guys just mentioned it, the top guys, they're probably going to be not playing at all. And the guys who would be playing are playing literally right through the draft. So the guys who have rock-solid draft stock, who we'll get into later, they're probably not going to play. So they'll enter the NFL sitting out an entire season, basically taking a gap year before entering the NFL. Then you guys who don't have the grade of draft stock, they play to try and get a leg up on some guys. And keep in mind, there is recency bias in scouts' eyes. They want to know, what have you done for me recently? Joe Burrow went first overall. PG, you just mentioned it. He would have been undrafted if this happened last year if we didn't play at all. So guys who may play will probably get a little bit of a leg up on guys who sit out or don't play at all because their teams don't play at all. PJ, let's go over this doomsday scenario. What would the impact of absolutely no college football at all this year have on the draft? I mean, if the NFL doesn't change their rules, which as Austin Gale said, the NFL is not going to change their rules for anybody. They don't care about the NCAA as they shouldn't. They're just going to reap the benefits of having this feeder system. But if they keep it as you have to be three years out of high school, Trevor's going, Fields is going, Parsons is going, Chase is going. All these guys are not going to waste their time. And I think maybe you see... Uh, Trevor Lawrence plays this fall. Justin Fields plays this fall. I wouldn't if I were them, but I think they are. I don't think they'd play in the spring. But if it's no college football, I I think it's going to be the top flight of juniors, which we pretty much already know who they are right now. Trey Lance, I think, maybe stays. is the one guy I'm kind of iffy on because he only has one year of starting experience. Then again, so does Fields, but it's at a higher level, fewer questions, whatever. 
to me, it's like, what does that second tier of juniors do? Because the seniors, I would imagine, if you're healthy, you're going to go and you think you're good enough. You would get the extra year of eligibility on the back end like lacrosse did last year. But the seniors, I would imagine, if you're, if you're pretty confident, you'd go. The back tier of juniors, I, I think you're not going to see a lot of entries if you're not going in like the mm-hmm. third round based on tape already. And I'm just going to say, I mean, I think the no season is really, uh, it's becoming more and more likely as each day passes. I mean, let's face it, the no bubble system, uh, we're seeing it in baseball right now, isn't working perfectly. Um, and who, I mean, who knows what baseball is going to become in a few weeks. Maybe it gets worse and they just shut it down again. So I don't know. I mean, I think without a bubble, I don't know if it's going to be uh, feasible to play sports, especially football, because you're just so up in each other's faces. Um, but if there's no season, I mean, I, I think PJ hit the nail on the head there. If you're a junior and you're not going in the first, you know, top three rounds, you're going to stay and play your senior season and try and get there. Um, and if you're already a top flight guy, then, you know, you're just you're fine. You'll you'll get taken high. And if it's a spring season, you're still just going to sit out and get taken high. But I mean, no season at all. I think it's becoming more and more likely. And I mean, even then, especially if the, if this does happen and the, the some juniors stay, the lower tier of juniors stay and then get better as seniors and then other seniors may hold back for a fifth year. We're looking at like a loaded 2022 draft yeah, yeah. without even trying. Unbelievable. Unbelievable 2022 draft. Look, it'd be a free for all. And PJ, like you just mentioned, seniors who will probably get another year of eligibility, they might take it as well. So the guys who aren't going to be top flight picks they might say you know what let me come back to school for one last go at it and try to improve my stock it'd be an absolute free-for-all you'd only have one year of tape on most guys only the superstars play meaningful snaps as true freshmen every draft you have guys that come out of nowhere it's why preseason mock drafts are so terrible like i mentioned (laughs) before joe burrow would have been undrafted if college football got canceled last year if you thought evaluating 2020 guys was hard enough Without, without pro days and meeting the players and whatever, that's nothing compared to what could happen this year. At least you had a 2019 season of tape. These guys will have no tape, and the season gets canceled, and it would just be terrible for them. We could, PG, you just mentioned it, this could be a record low of players that declare. We always see record highs. It seems like every year it just keeps breaking the record of record highs. This could be a record low for players declaring a ton would return to school to try and boost their stock. All right, let's talk about those guys that might opt out because earlier this week, Virginia Tech corner and projected first rounder Caleb Farley announced he'd be opting out of the season no matter what it is, fall, spring, whatever, and focus his attention on preparing for the draft. Tate, who are some other names that we should watch out for to do the same? I mean, PJ mentioned some of them earlier. I mean, it's it's the guys you kind of expect. Uh, if the season gets really kind of crazily altered or, you know, goes spring, we already mentioned it, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, these guys that are top 10 picks, Jamar Chase, Panene Sewell, they're all just going to drop and be like, okay, I'm set. I'm about to be a multimillionaire. I'm going to go mm-hmm. do that and not even worry about this spring season. Um, if it stays as is, as a conference only, you know, fall, it's going to be obviously pretty hard to predict who's going to, opt out because it's going to come down to each personal individual, you know, how they feel with their family and all this kind of stuff and how they, you know, heavily weigh their future. Um, but I mean, I don't think Caleb Farr is going to be the only one that does it. I'll say that. Uh, I think there's going to be some more here that opt out of this fall season. I think what you just said, if it goes to the spring, I don't think anybody's playing any top flight junior and even some seniors, the guy that I keep on going back to is Walker little, who would have gone in the right. first round in 2020 if he didn't have a season-ending injury in Stanford's first game. 
he probably wants this fall to prove that he's healthy. But like, dude, you've got enough tape if you want it. You, you, if and it, like an ACL is like, it is a normal injury to the effect that like guys have that right and come back from it. You can kind of count on it at this point. Maybe they're not exactly the same, but an offensive lineman, you would think he's going to be reasonably similar. So if you just take the year to prove that you're strong, keep rehabbing. And then come pro day time, you know, you were a senior, you're a senior this year. So you, in theory, get to the senior bowl. I saw that question kind of a lot when Caleb Farley opted out. Is is he still senior bowl eligible? I would assume so. I don't see why not. But just go to the senior bowl, man. And like, yeah. go take those reps and prove to scouts there, if if it happens, that you're healthy. But don't further risk your, your health when you're already a first round pick. And then I, if it moves to the spring, I don't think anybody plays. But if we stay in the fall, Fields and Lawrence, those guys have a chance to win a championship. Whether that matters exactly. to you, it doesn't matter to you is the question. It wouldn't matter to me if I'm either of them. You're going to be the top two picks in this draft. Go you wouldn't play in the I fall. I don't care. No, I wouldn't. That's, but that's the, argument, I, that's the argument basically of, of Lawrence after his true freshman year of saying, you know, why don't we just sit out the next No, but Lawrence, but Lawrence could now contract yeah, a, a disease that gives him oh, long-term right. health issues. No, right. I, I'm so why, I, why even bother? I, I, think, I think it'd be different, though. I think fall, I think a lot no, of guys. So, so those guys can go. But you're a Penn State fan. You're probably not going to make the college football playoff. Why should Micah play for you? He shouldn't. If he'll play in the spring, he shouldn't. But I think in no, the fall. In the fall. Why in the fall should he play for you? He will play in the fall. He Why should Penn State school play for Oregon? I don't know Oregon he actually could make the playoff. But in Penn State, realistically, has a very small chance. Well, Why are you risking it? Oh, Max. Oh, Max. That's, Come on. That's, that's it. Okay, but that's a different argument, though. Because obviously it's a, it's no, a case Do you case. care about winning a championship? But Andre Sisko, Syracuse sucks. Andre Sisko should not play. That's, he should. I think, I he think should. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of the same argument, though, of when you come back after you have a great year of tape. Like, if, say, if COVID never existed, you could have the same argument right now. So, like, Michael Parsons is a top five pick. Why should he even play junior year? They're going to play. And, and I think in the fall. No, but ex- it except on your for family. COVID. Yeah. It's like it you could tear an ACL, you. but you could heal from an right. ACL. Right. You you don't know if you're healing from whatever this is. Exactly. No, but I, I what I'm saying is I think a lot of guys. I think the except for COVID qualifier gets thrown out the window. There's no <laughs> except for that. It's literally no, the problem. What I'm, saying, what I'm saying is if we play in the fall, which is still a big if. I don't think a ton of guys are opting out. I, I don't think at all, really. And I think it depends I on your family. I don't know if juniors do, but if you're a senior like Caleb Farley, run as far away as you can. It depends, man. It depends on your current draft stock. It depends on your family. It depends on everything about your personal health. It depends health. on if you care about winning a championship for free. And improving really. your stock, dude. And improving your stock, too. Caleb Farley doesn't really need to improve his stock. There are seniors that need to improve their stock right now. Yeah, but if they you're Walker Little, just don't bother, dude. He could. He needs to. Alex Leatherwood just don't bother, dude. Alex Leatherwood already came out and said he's probably going to play though, if if even if they play in the spring, which I don't understand. But look, if they play, can in I the, just I, say? Can I just say? It's yeah. been very nice to have PJ and Max go at it head to head. I feel like I'm usually the one kind of going at someone, saying some yeah. dumb thing or attacking someone. It's been very nice here. Okay, what, I'm just going to say that. I don't think any of what I've said is dumb. I, I, I would not risk getting a life-altering disease to play for free when I'm going to make millions That's of dollars. Fair. I That's wouldn't. Fair. What I was saying is I think most guys would play in the fall is what I'm saying. 
I wouldn't say that you should or shouldn't. I think they probably. That's what I'm saying is they probably would if they play in the fall. I'm not saying Max, they should. Think, but do you think Farley is going to be the only one that opts out of no, like first round guys? Absolutely okay. not. But the, what I'm saying is the fall there wouldn't be a lot of guys. Spring, everyone's gone. Look at the top sure. 15. 20, I don't even think that's a guarantee. Dumbly enough. Like, what? you could talk me into, like, does Trevor Lawrence just play in the spring? And it's like, what are we doing? He seems like that kind of guy, doesn't right? he? Right? He does. He does seem like that kind of guy. But look, <laughs> Lawrence, I think Lawrence and Fields probably won't play. Panay Sewell probably won't play. Jamar Chase probably definitely won't play. Micah Parsons probably definitely won't play. They're all probably going to sit out. They don't have much to prove. They're rock-solid prospects. You'll see a lot of guys return to school as well. If we, play, if we don't play, if we play in the spring or don't play in the spring, since they missed out on the pre-draft stuff too, which is really important, the combine, the meetings, they'd be playing through it if they play in the spring. So they can't really do that stuff. They might say, you know what? I'm getting screwed by not meeting with teams already. So let me come back to school. In, uh, in the end, I just before we transition to the NFL, I just want to say again and reiterate, the NFL does not care. No, they don't. At all. I just need everybody to know that. They're not moving that draft, man. Now, they don't the care. The NFL does not care. They don't care if the natty is on that day. No, it's on April 29th. No, the they're NFL playing. does they're, not they're doing that draft. <laughs> um, Again, just to reiterate, because I know this probably looks horrible if you clip the right part of it. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't play. I'm saying I think most guys would play I'm in the fall. I'm saying you shouldn't. You can clip that. Right. We that's will fine. And that. that's fine. And that's fine. All right, lastly, let's move to a more fun kind of topic. The MLB is rumored to be looking at canceling the season. That's not fun because it's struggling with a ton of positive no. cases. They're not in a bubble, though. NFL, guys, has a similarity because they're also not in a bubble. PJ, yeah. if the doomsday scenario becomes a reality and the NFL is forced to call off its season, what on earth do you think would happen in terms of determining the draft order? Um. I've seen it going around Reddit and the interwebs and the bird app, and I kind of really like it. I would take the average, uh, and this also would work if we play like six games and then get bopped, right? So I would take the average wins of the last three years, and I would weight them based on how recent it was. Okay. So the Browns would have a zero in there, from three years ago so it wouldn't be worth as much but like if you sucked this year you're multiplying cincinnati's two wins by three and then they're 2019 by two or they're 2018 right. by two and they're 2017 by one and take the average of all of that is what i would do because it's random enough so that the Browns, who sucked three years ago, might have been good this year, might have not have been, still get their zero in there. But we're not giving the Browns, who won six games last year, just an outright zero in their average. Because that, that, that is a completely different team. Right. I could probably just put this in a spreadsheet and figure this out by the time oh, this episode gets Oh, somebody did up. the math. I'll, okay. I'll go find cool. it. Somebody did. Yeah. Um. I, I would say my dream scenario, I guess not dream scenario, because I don't, it would be, I guess, a nightmare. Um, but it'd also be kind of a dream. I want everybody to close your eyes and think back to draft night when Roger Goodell was sitting on his little chair, drunk as, drunk as all heck, drinking <laughs> off screen on whatever he was drinking. And I want everyone to think, close your eyes, sit Roger Goodell in his chair. He has his little hat, okay, with the NFL logo on, shout out Rob Lowe. And he's got all, <laughs> all the team's names on little cards. And he just closes his eyes and sits there and just pulls out a name. And that's how we picked it. <laughs> Drinking his whiskey in his basement. 
pull names oh, out of a hat. I mean, God. I think that's the best way to do it, folks. Forget this math. I'm usually a math guy, usually a statistics guy here, but forget the math. Let's just have Roger drunk in the basement pulling out names out of a hat. That's, that's what I'm I mean, saying. I don't hate it. I really so, don't okay. hate it. So, you, so PJ, PJ is going for pure math. Tate, you're going for pure just balls-to-the-wall man craziness. I'm going to combine it a little bit. So I want PJ's math. I love that idea. The last three years and weighted differently – but I don't think the team that has the worst record and all that weighted stuff should be the first pick. I think they should have the best odds at a first pick. Can you no. imagine? Can no. you imagine how electric, <laughs> electric an NFL draft lottery would be? No. That'd be crazy. You can't, you can't have the same order from last year. You can't have the Bengals picking first because that's, that's not fair. I think you have to combine the records from the last three years, weight them differently, and then the, the team with the worst would have the best odds, not automatically the best, but the best odds at getting the first pick. I think that's the way to do it. Combine it, have a lottery, have some fun with it, and but do the math stuff too, not just completely random, even though that would be a lot of fun if all of a sudden you see the Kansas City Chiefs get uh, Trevor Lawrence first Here overall so quarterback I, battle. I found it. Uh, okay, so I, I found the Reddit post I was looking for. Thank you, Reddit. Reddit solves a lot of problems these days. By the way, follow us at Boomer yeah, Plus Draft. go do it. Uh, the Bengals would still pick second, which they're probably going to suck anyway. So, like, good for them. The Giants would pick first because the Giants are an absolutely pathetic franchise. Uh, yeah, so Giants one, Bengals two. Arizona would pick third, which would be a lot oh. of fun. The Browns, because they still have a zero in there, would pick fourth. And the Washington professional football team would pick fifth. We should do a video. All right, next video we're going to do, we should probably do is uh, take that order and just do a mock draft based off that and see what they would do. That'd be pretty oh, that's fun. That's kind of hilarious. Oh. Look at this. We're coming up for on ideas on video live right content. here. Live content. It's unreal, folks. Live content. I love it. All right. That'll do it for another episode of Boomer Bust, the draft show slash the Mike Renner Stan account. Of course, if you if you have that no idea why I said place. that, again, check the Mike Renner video uh, video above. If you like the video, now's the time to like, hit the like button, subscribe to our channel. Also, comment. What do you think the effect of this coronavirus will be on the 2021 NFL draft to be a lot of different scenarios. And we're curious to see what you guys' thoughts are about how this draft will be affected. Follow our Twitter at Boomer Bus Draft. We're only, we're at what, 315 right now. So we're trying to hit 400. Yeah, by... can we pump that up? Let's pump it up. Let's pump Let's it up pump a it little up. bit. And again, follow our Reddit and Spotify Boomer Bus, the draft. Look at that. He plugged it. Perfect. Love it. For PJ Clark, for Tate Sigworth, I'm Max Shadwick. Have a great night.